Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and, among other things, the amazing and wonderful Alan. And uh, we got a great episode in store for you today. We're going to be talking about the NHL and uh, why, if you haven't been watching the NHL season, you really ought to. Um, lots of great things happening. We're going to cover the North, the East, the Central, the West. And we're going to talk about everything going on in the world of hockey. Uh, yeah, we'll do a quick shout out to our good friend, Noble Sports Guy. If you like NFL and football coverage, go give him a look. Uh, he's We shout him out now because he's a big Vegas Golden Knights fan, and I may trash on the Vegas Golden Knights a little bit, especially after uh, the Avalanche completely dismantled them in last night's game. Uh <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Alan, there's been a recent event that has impacted me a great deal lately. And um, because we have this platform where we can share our thoughts and feelings about it, I'm going to use it to do so. And for those of you that haven't been made aware, uh, a week ago, you know, there was a mass shootings targeted Asian Americans in Atlanta. Um, And six days after that, a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, uh, was had an active shooter event there as well. And, you know, it's, it's important that we talk about this first down. And this is why this, this needs to stop happening. Um, You know, like, gun rights and things like that in American politics aside, like, this just needs to stop. Um, and unfortunately, as American citizens, we it seems that we're too uh, placid or common. Like this is too common for us and we're just used to it. And that needs to change. We should never be okay with this. Um, I'm from Colorado. Where I grew up is about 30 minutes east of Boulder. Um, I've worked in Boulder, Colorado as uh, what... The position was called a junior ranger. It essentially, was just a trail repair person. Um, I've driven by, and it. I've been in that area multiple different times, and I work in a grocery store, you know. And so this has just impacted me deeply, and it's made me think about a lot of things. And it, I've just come to the realization that, and especially with listening to some. Colorado sports related podcasts as they've talked about it. Um, this just needs to stop. And the way we view this needs to change. I don't, I'm not going to suggest how that's not my place. I don't know how, all I'm saying is we need to start calling for a change as American citizens. Um, the place to do it, what should have been after Sandy hook, uh, where someone goes in to an elementary school, a primary school of all places. And does this, you know, and this this just needs to change, Alan. I'm, I don't know what really to say about it other than this needs to change and has to stop in some way. Yeah. Um, there's just not much to say. Like, I do agree. Um, seeing that, um, it just, um, you just get into a point where, like, we got, like, how can we stop it? And that, that, that's up to all of us as citizens and and really 
all we can do is just stop stop this together and move forward. And even you, um, Colorado has been dealing with that a lot. And, and really, that is not what I think of Colorado. When I first think of Colorado, I normally think of Colorado for, for the Rocky Mountains, for, and even though we don't drink beer, uh, course, and their sports teams. I do not want to think of the state of Colorado becoming a state where pretty much you can go and do a shootout. That I, that's not how I know Colorado, and I will, that will never be my image of Colorado. So this needs to stop everywhere, not just Colorado, but everywhere. Oh, exactly. And um, this is just, I don't know. It's like, I don't really know what to say other than we need to start calling for change. Um, and this, this is just sad, you know, like, Colorado is still feeling, and the nation is still feeling the effects of Columbine. Um, one of the first mass shootings in, in the U.S., really. And we're still feeling the effects of that. You know, in school, Alan, you and I would have what we call lockdown drills, where essentially yeah. we would act like someone was in the school, you know, to, to do a mass shooting event or something similar. And that's not okay. Like, okay, yes, that it's okay, you know, to be prepared for such an event, that is okay. But the fact that this has become a necessity is not okay. And the fact that we're still dealing with stuff like this even now is not okay. Um, I don't know what else to say on it other than, you know, sometimes there's more important conversations sometimes than sports. And I, as we've been thinking about this week, this is something that I felt really strongly about having a conversation and something that I, I needed to get off my chest. Cause you know, like I'm, that's 30 minutes east of my home and yeah. And that's just not okay with me. Um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're going to, there's not much more I have to say on it, you know, yeah, me neither. Um, I don't know what else to say either. It's just time to have a change of some sort. I don't care what side of the polit American political aisle you're on. You have to recognize that this needs to stop. And if you don't, then what's it going to take? Okay. And we'll leave it at that. And just realize, you know, we don't want to start our podcast off with conversations like this and okay and we mentioned the asian american thing that needs to stop too you know we've mentioned before we're against racism discrimination of any kind here at pineapple 22 media and it's just we just need to change our mentality as a society and it's it's despicable that these things keep happening um it's it's ridiculous and I think, I, I don't know much about the Atlanta shooting, mostly just because I've been caught up with the Boulder shooting. Mm -hmm. um, Alan, do you, do you know anything about that? Uh, it was just targeted. I, I felt it was targeted. But to me, all I got to say about it is 
Like, no matter the ethnic or race, like, it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. And, and like I mentioned, we have to come together. Like, we live in a world that when we come together, great things happen. And when we decide to be our own, well, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So this is the time to, hey, we need to come together and come to a, a common ground and saying, how can we fix this and do it together? That's, that's all I have to say about it. Alan, I couldn't have said anything any better about that. Um, and, you know, we just, for the, our listeners out there, you know, this is just something Alan and I felt needed to be said. Um, as we've been podcasting in the past year, we've realized sometimes there, there's more important things in sports, okay? And we're going to provide a distraction for you today and, and uh, hopefully get something enjoyable for you and have a bit lighter hearted discussion about something in the end that doesn't really matter you know but this was something that needed to be said in my opinion um so i just want to thank everyone for kind of giving me a chance to say all this and i've been thinking about this a lot this week so just thanks to everyone for kind of bearing with us as we say something that matters more than you know a a hockey season so um, we're going to transition, um, and the best way to do so is the other night, uh, the Colorado Avalanche had a game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and they wore the re- reverse retro jerseys in-game, but in warm-ups, they wore a jersey that said Boulder Strong on them, mm-hmm. and I think that, and they're going to auction them off, and if, I don't, there's probably a link for the Atlanta shooting, um, but for the Colorado shooting, uh, there's a Colorado healing fund. And so they're donating proceeds for auctions off of these jerseys to go to the Colorado healing fund because thoughts and prayers are, are good and heartfelt, but hard change needs to happen. Um, but yeah, so the Colorado avalanche, they're auctioning off their warm up jerseys that say Boulder strong on them and the number 10 because 10 lives were lost in that particular shooting. And uh, they're auctioning those jerseys off and all proceeds are going to go to the Colorado Healing Fund. So if you feel like there's some, you want to donate money or do something for them, uh, there's one place. Um, I'm sure there's a place for the Atlanta Healing Shooting. I have not come across it yet. I don't know if you have, Alan. Um, um. I have not come across it. I've heard of it, but okay. I have not come across it either. So what we'll do is in the description for this particular podcast, if you feel like there's something you want want to do that you can do, we'll have links to both the Colorado Healing Fund and I'm going to call it the Atlanta Fund, but I don't know what it is. So we'll call it the Atlanta Fund, but whatever it or something, we'll figure it out. But uh We'll have links for both of those donation places in our in this podcast, ep- this particular episode's description, and asks that if you feel it's a good thing and you're capable, go and do it. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Hard change needs to happen. So, 
once again, thanks for letting us kind of get this important discussion out of the way at the start. Uh, and we're going to kind of transition again into, into hockey, Alan. Uh, there's no easy way to do it, so let's just go ahead and do it. Alan, what if, what if, uh, why do you think someone who has not been watching hockey should be watching hockey? Let's start this particular podcast off like hmm, that. That is a good question. Um, obviously, like, I know what that's like. Um, there, there are times I haven't caught up with several of the games because um, when um, sometimes personal, personal life comes in, you have responsibilities and all. But I think the biggest thing why you should watch is just because um, a lot of stuff has been going on. Uh, just the, the competitiveness out of these players, just, um, just wanting to do everything. And, and especially the – I always watch it because, oh, someone's going to get into a fight. I want to watch a fight. But now it's it's not just a fight. You also see guys like like the unsung heroes coming up big in moments like this. And it happens everywhere in every sport. But I think hockey is just one of those sports where like that some that unsung hero will just come out of nowhere and and even if the guy doesn't score goals, but does defensive stops or does, or does great assists that makes others better. So I think watching uh, the NHL this season is it's great. And then plus it's not the full schedule. It's just only half of it. So it gives you time to watch and get to know these teams very well. Oh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, what I would say is if you've not watched hockey um, – but are interested in it or, you know, or just want, if you're like a football fan or a baseball fan and you want to watch something in the winter, uh, why haven't you picked up hockey yet? You know, <laughs> like that's seriously <laughs> how I got started, you know, like big time baseball fan, watch baseball all summer. Uh, and then was like, okay, what's something to watch in the winter? Basketball's good. Um, haven't really been interested in that for a while, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I've absolutely loved the NBA this year. Um, but I was like, hockey seems like a good place to start. And y'all, believe me when I say hockey is amazing. If you want fast-paced, continuous action, uh, hard-hitting hits, and people that should really be household names – like the Connor McDavid's, Nathan McKinnon's, Kale McCars, uh, Dry Seidel, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, Patrick Kane, Sidney uh, Crosby, Sidney Crosby, Mario Lemieux, Rain Gretzky, Petr Forsberg, Joe Sackick, you know, the list goes on and on. If you want to see stuff like how what how competitive a sport can really get, watch hockey. Um, they don't care. Obviously, there's penalties, obviously, but like, it doesn't matter per se how hard you hit. It's but a matter of where's the puck and can the person recover after getting such a hit. And 
I just love it. You know, like I never thought I'd be this much of a hockey fan, but I just love hockey. <laughs> there, I think there's just something in hockey yeah. that speaks to all of us. And the best part for me is where I'm from has a hockey team and they've won two Stanley cups and they did it with some of the best forwards and the best and arguably one of the best goaltenders in all, in all, all time uh, with Patrick Waugh. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah. watch, just watch, give it a watch. Like you can't judge something by, by its cover. You gotta, you gotta open it, watch it and make your decision from there. And then mm-hmm. move forward with it because hockey is just one of those sports that you, you can actually like, you'll get into it like right away. It's not like, like, Oh, when is it going to score? Yeah. Scores will happen, but it's like, okay, like, you cannot m- miss a beat in hockey. You really can't. And, like, you might not necessarily see where the puck is all the time, but you can kind of tell where it is and by the way the players are reacting on ice, you know. Um, Alan, I have my team. Who have you been following this year? Uh, what teams have, have you uh, decided is your I have followed – obviously, I have, I have followed Vegas um, – and they've not disappointed late lately, um, other than the slacking they got. Um, <laughs> I've also I've kept an eye on on the East, on the on the Eastern Division, and we've said it like it's a it's a tough battle. Like who 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 wants to be the top dogs? You know, so like that division has really. Um, I would say has exceeded our expectations. And as far as the West, um, I'm very surprised with Minnesota. I thought, uh, I don't know about Minnesota, but they're jumping in They're, I think they're, um, hopefully they keep, they can keep this going. And if they do, then, then, okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Minnesota. Um, they've, they've played very well surprisingly very well and those are the teams I've, I've really kept an eye on and in my in my view yeah um so while i pull something up real quick uh alan if you're to pick a team that you're going to emotionally invest yourself in and say i am a fan of this team which team are you picking hmm all right i think to me um when I first watched it, I was most I was invested in the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins, and and I still will stick to them. Pittsburgh, like they, I've always have I've loved their history. Um, they've had great players there, had success, and even um, I just love how they play. Like to me, Pittsburgh represents who they are—the blue collar city and success they and i just really i would say i can relate to them i would probably invest more in pittsburgh okay yeah so and that makes sense i mean you're a and for american football you follow the steelers fairly well um so yeah Although, out of curiosity, this is a discussion for probably a different podcast. Why haven't you picked the Pittsburgh Pirates? So, we'll, uh, as, uh, as your team, 
we'll uh we'll get into that in another oh podcast goodness. because like oh wow <laughs> i don't know even, does pittsburgh have that. a best nba team i don't think they do right who pittsburgh do they have NBA? oh they don't have an nba okay. team they don't so boston makes sense in that case but like we'll get into this in a, our next baseball podcast and it's probably explaining why we picked our fandoms and whatnot okay but uh it's it's odd to me like your most favorite teams are pittsburgh and yet your baseball fandom is Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, it's a cuss with the gig, you know, like I know I've been, I've been, no, it totally does. <laughs> I've been basically like been looked at like, you kidding me? Like, but I'm like, I'm not alone in this. I, I have friends who like, I'm telling you, they like here, I have a, one of my teachers or, or, and he was my coach, basketball coach in sixth grade. His basketball team are the San Antonio's first. However, baseball, you would think, oh, he might go for the Yankees or or the Red Sox. No, his or even the Dodgers. No, his team is the Atlanta Braves. We're all like, what the heck? The Atlanta Braves? Yeah. And that's how it is. You know, it's just that's what sports does. You you just um, you just relate and associate with them. So, like, I'm all, I'm perfectly okay having different teams in different parts of the of, of the U.S. That's that's what makes sports great. You know? No, it really does. And I'm not trying to say this is a bad thing or anything. I just find it really odd that like most of your fandoms are like on the East Coast with Pittsburgh, and then all of a sudden you had the Dodgers. But I'll give it to you. They were on the East Coast. So maybe it's just an East Coast to wet thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny that I do get a, a lot of a lot of people saying, like, are you from the East Coast? Because because the way I speak and enunciate, I'm like, no, but I've, it's not the first time people have said that. And then plus with the teams that I cheer. But but hey, like, I, I'm not. I do get that a lot, and I just roll with it. That's the key. You just roll and roll and move forward. Oh, exactly. And I think the best part about it, you know, is when you get asked, you know, why are you a fandom? Why is this your fandom? Um, It's – and I think that's going to actually be a perfect podcast episode. So we're not going to get into this discussion too much today. Yeah. Um, We'll wait on that particular topic. But, like – I think what's so cool about it is, especially with streaming now, like you can have these teams from geographically out of market and, and still enjoy watching them and still have that chance. And that's fantastic. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Very, very fantastic and accessible as well. So, you know, you looked at in that regard. Unfortunately, I'm in market. And for those that we're going to post a video on YouTube soon or once we figure figure that part out. But like for those of you on audio only for now, um, I put geographically market in irritation quotes because I'm in Idaho and my teams are Colorado. And apparently I can't stream the games, even though I'm like 600 miles away. So, <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. And I don't have cable TV. I have the streaming services. So go figure. <laughs> That's a, we'll probably discuss that in fandom talk <laughs> when we get into that episode. 
but yeah, let's go back. Um, let's just get started. Let's talk about the North Division. Alan. Uh, let me pull up the standings real quick. If you've already done done the same, you probably have. But uh, I if let me get that. Um, it's there. It's actually handy. Yes. But yeah, so the the North Division has really surprised me personally with what a lot has been going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Toronto, no surprise, is the top of the division. Uh, the team that's really surprised me is Winnipeg. I'll get to that in a minute. I thought Vancouver would be doing better. Same with Calgary. Ottawa's right where we expected. Yeah. Um, and Montreal's kind of where we thought they would be, to be fair. So what's Toronto is just playing really well. Honestly, they've had some ups and downs like a lot of hockey teams this season. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think they could be playing a lot better than they have been. Um, they've lost some games to the Jets in Winnipeg that they probably should have won. Um, but the nice thing about the North Division is all the games have been relatively close and really entertaining to watch. Um, I don't watch a lot of them because when I watch hockey games, I tend to watch my team. Um, yeah. But I have been watching a lot of, I guess, out-of-market games as well because of this podcast we do, Alan. But I, I find myself more and more turning tuning into the Canadian division more so than the Central and the East. And yeah. I think it's just because these games are so close, they're so entertaining. The rivalry between in Canadian hockey between all the teams is just fascinating to watch. And while nothing will ever be on par of, uh, of the uh, Detroit-Colorado uh, rivalry back in the 90s the north uh, the north uh, division is really entertaining yeah i could see that i was just seeing several um several of the commentaries and all like yeah i think the north division is like we mentioned it we said i think we mentioned correct me if i'm wrong it's either going to be entertaining and it's going to be like one like it's just going at it or are we going to have a division that's kind of like, meh? And they've proven, they've proven the first pretty much. Like, they they are competing. They're like, I know I'll, I'm still meant picking Edmonton to do better. Um, just because, like, they, to me, they've been a team that they could have probably have one Stanley Cup already, but uh, hasn't happened. But I would say this division, I do agree. It, it has become a division that, that's worth watching, worth looking at. And and I just have something to say. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, I would say would, because I know we've given a lot of love to the East, and I'm still I'm still picking with a team out of the East division being in the Stanley Cup final. But would you say if the North Division keeps playing like this, would they would one of these teams be in the Stanley Cup final or at least in the final four? It, it honestly depends. Um, while entertaining and fun to watch, I the thing that is concerning to me is the competition in the North Division isn't on the same par as, you know, Vegas or Colorado, um, Nashville or not Nashville, Tampa Bay, Boston. Um so I'm not sure how they'd fare, but I could honestly see a Canadian team in that North division going far. 
Um, my only res reservation with that is I don't know how far, just because I think the competition we're seeing in the West to Central and the East 10 times better than what we're seeing in the North. Um, but that being said, like the North division is still performing at it with much better than I, a lot of people mm -hmm. that I've been following hockey wise you've ever thought. So maybe I'm still kind of like having that reservation from beginning of the season, just because mm -hmm. I haven't seen them play teams like Colorado, like Vegas, like, uh, Pittsburgh or Boston or Washington even. And so because of that, I'm a little reserved, but. I don't know if they put them in the I put them in the final four or the Stanley Cup finals, but I put them in the semifinals for sure. Um, I just don't know how they fare against these other okay. teams. Okay, I do see that. And I obviously uh, they're still with the conferences facing each other still, uh, or divisions. I mean, uh, but okay, I could see that happening. Um, it was just one of my curiosities that I thought can, because sometimes seeing divisions like that. Um, and it's been a mix with salt on how they do in the playoffs, but it's just one of those that it just intrigued me listening, just what, watching that and obviously hearing that, being able to make the connection. So that was just one of my curiosities in, uh, concerning the North Division. Now, while we're still on the North Division, I think some, the really interesting thing is Edmonton is not performing as well as was expected. Um, they're sitting at they're above 500, which is good, but they've only, they're 21 and 13. And everyone, when you had the best player in the league of Connor McDavid, well, arguably one of the best players in the league of Connor McDavid with a team of him and Lionel Dreisaitl, you expect that team to perform a lot better than they have been. Um, and this kind of, Alan, we've been in our last few episodes with the Champions League, we've been talking about superstars needing help to succeed. Mm -hmm. Even in our baseball episode, we talked about that with Mike Trout. Same as here in Edmonton. They need a piece or two at the trade deadline coming up in a few months uh, or next month, uh, April 12th is the trade deadline. Okay. They need an extra piece. I don't know. I haven't watched too many Edmonton games. I haven't followed them as closely as I probably should. Uh, I just from what I've been reading, from what I've been listening to in podcast format with other NHL-related podcasts, everyone's saying Edmonton is needing help. And I, I agree with that take. I think they need something. Um, yeah. Um, they do need help. Um, how they're going to do that, I don't know. Where they're going to have to address that. Um, they probably will need help in the middle just to keep up. Um we don't know what management hasn't has in store, but I think if I'm management, I will look. Okay, uh, what do we what do, what do we need to get to get Connor help? And because Edmonton, like, they should be in first place just because how they're playing, or at least competing with Toronto. But like, just how, how you mentioned how they've been playing and all, um, it's been a little bit disappointing. But you have to trade that line. They got a month to either figure it out or say, okay, we need we need we need players and we need not just players, but we need players who are gonna fit how we play and also how we want to compete. So I think that I do agree. There's something we have to keep an eye on what Edmonton does. Agreed. Um honestly, Alan, 
kind of like in the NBA, how the Jazz have surprised everybody. Uh, the team out of the North that has surprised everybody is Winnipeg. Um, mm. I thought they would have been mediocre at best, and they've ended up being really good. Uh, they're two points back from number one in the division. Um, yeah. Let's see. And they've been playing really good. They're playing the Calgary Flames today. And honestly, that should be a fairly a relatively easy win for them. Calgary's been not playing so well this season. They're they're below five hundred, and they're just not doing too good. Um, I watched the game with them against Toronto. Tuned into the last little bit of it. No, it's anyway. I I don't remember which team they were playing. I just remember they did not look all that great on on the ice. And this for me, this is same with Vancouver. This, these are two teams that if they get a good piece or two at the trade deadline, that can push them into the playoff spots and get them into the playoffs. I just don't know if they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. And, and yeah, I think Winnipeg, if they make the move, I think they could also benefit from that. But will they want to? That's a question for, for, for us to be to, to see and an answer yeah i think i remember right the biggest move winnipeg made already was they got that player from columbus what was his name uh, i don't know either okay uh alan while i look that up uh yeah so winnipeg made a big trade um with columbus and honestly i should have remembered i, I remembered the all the talk about it. Let's see. No, I'll just Google it. So while I'm Googling that, Ellen, let's give your give some quick thoughts on the North for the people. Uh, the North Division. What's surprising you? Um, we, we just hit it. Um, Winnipeg, I, like we just mentioned that um, they came out of nowhere and now can they keep this up? Um, anything is possible, um, but I, I think they're they will keep this up. But I think I expect Edmonton to really make make some noise and be like, okay, like this is like we have the best player or one of the best players in the NHL. Like we, this is unacceptable. So they pro- probably will make a move in the trade deadline. As I mentioned, for who I don't know. Um, that will be up to management. They might have an ace in the hole. If they do, then that's something that will completely change it. We'll see. But I think the North Division is it's starting. It's it's going to be very interesting to see how that ends up and how will they perform come playoff time. Yeah, so that trade was Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Laine. Um Columbus had Dubois and got Laine from Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dubois really put Winnipeg in another tier, in my opinion, and that's why they're doing so well. But yeah, mm-hmm. Alan, I, I, I agree with you. The North has been really interesting to watch and really entertaining. And I think the two, it, it, I believe it can only be one or two teams from each division that goes into the different rounds. But I wow. honestly think when it, it's either going to be Toronto or Winnipeg that really start succeeding. Yeah. But we'll see. Like, it's just yeah, the playoff format. It's still giving me con- confused a little bit. But 
Oh, it's confusing what? everybody. So yeah, <laughs> that's, good. Uh, that's good that we're not alone. Cause I'm like, it's like I'm trying something. It's like I'm trying a new food, and I'm like, uh, how do you eat this? You know. But I think once the playoffs start, then we'll see it applied, and then from there it's like ah. So when next time we have those playoffs again formatted, now we we can plug them in and no problem. Yeah. So moving on from the north, let's talk about the east. And Alan Buffalo's been crap this year. There's no, there's no way. Crap, like there's no other way to say it. Really, they have been crap. They're pretty much they just fired the coach. I think they didn't. They just fired the GM or something like that. I haven't heard anything about firing a GM. Um, I know they fired the coach. Think about that. Like it's just like. Sorry, it's just a disaster in Buffalo. Like, I don't know, really. It's just like we saw this from I saw this from the start pretty much. Like, no way Buffalo are gonna make the playoffs or at least compete for one. So like they gotta they gotta do something in Buffalo. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think <clears throat> two years from now we might see them in the playoffs, but yeah, I knew they were disappointing from the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you credit for that. Um, I was a bit higher on them. I thought the Taylor Hall signing would help them <laughs> push and really help them um, and give them that extra push they needed. Taylor Hall is actually really a really good player, so I thought that would help them. Uh, and this season's just gone downhill from the start for them. So, um, yeah. It's yeah. just not been good Crap. in Buffalo. That's all you got to say. Crap in Buff- Buffalo. So, like, hey, just just hang in there. And maybe it might if, – if it's going to take management to get a, a whole clean slate, then okay. But other than that, like, it's just unwatchable, really. Yeah. Unwatchable. Um, but yeah, another team that I thought would do, be doing a lot better out of the East that is just not is Philadelphia. Philadelphia, in my opinion, is one of the better teams in the league, but they just have not been playing up to par this year, and I don't know why. Like, I, they, I, it's just I, a decline. Yeah, I I, it's either same. decline or de- the competition in the division and heart, their hard schedule. Um, but yeah, well, I, I thought they were a team that could keep up. You know. Well, you're in the East. Like, it's not like you're like if it was a normal NHL season. Oh, you could play other teams from the division, and and they probably would do better. But when you face just your like those from your region in the East, it's just gonna be tough. And mm-hmm. and I don't know if if what happened last season, like if they put their all their eggs in one basket last season uh, where they, they thought they could win the Stanley Cup and did not happen. I don't know if it's that, but um, yeah, Philly has has disappointed, has really not like not played to what we expected. No, yeah. Um, and yeah, so Philly fans, 
that are out there with the Flyers. Tell us a bit more about it and what's been going on. Ellen and I will do more research on it later after yeah, we're recording we're because we're play. curious. Play. But like, just tell us why you guys haven't been doing as good as we probably should have. What's were expectations yeah. too high or what? What's going on there? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. It's just unbelievable, Philly. It really is, and it just shows. I mean, they got shut out massively, nine to not unanswered goals to the one of the hottest teams oh. in the entire lane. The the uh, New York Islanders have been really good this year and they completely, well, they thrashed Philadelphia really bad. Yeah. So. Well, they're carrying their momentum. Remember the Islanders were uh, correct me if I'm wrong last season. Weren't they close of getting to the Stanley cup final? Yeah, they were, they played Tampa Bay for uh, the spot. They eventually lost out, but they were yeah, close. I think I would say that like, I did watch, especially the Islanders in the playoffs. I saw them a little bit in the regular season, but um, I, I they're playing, I would say, with house money in the division. Like, they're they're one of those teams that I think really they are – they were so close of getting to the Stanley Cup finals. They, they felt they probably should have won, but I think they're, they're determined. They really want – they're showing – in my in my opinion, they're showing me that they want not just to win their division, but they want to get to the Stanley Cup final and they want to lift it again. You know, so I think the Islanders, like how how they're doing it, is is pretty incredible. And I think that's that's the message that they're they're sending to me and probably to everybody. Like, hey, like what we did is no fluke. We're no we're no team that's gonna come out that is going to, hey, um, play well in the playoffs. We're going to play well every day. And and our goal is to, to win this, to lift Lord Stanley. And that, that is the message that they're clearly sending to everybody so far. Oh, I'd agree. And then the only team that's above them leagued standings-wise is Tampa Bay. Um, so that's impressive to me. Um, I wasn't as high as on the Islanders. I thought they lost too many pieces in this past offseason, but they're they're doing really good and they're they surprised me. So that yeah. system they well, got you, there is really good. Well, you so, know the saying, next man up. I mean that's, yeah. That's the key. <laughs> next man up and they performed very well. Yes, yes, they have. <laughs> I mean uh, there's not much else to say on the East, really. I, I mean, Boston and Pittsburgh could be probably doing a bit better. Um, they have the talent to do so. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Ovechkin and Crosby, they're getting older, so you got to support them better. Yeah, absolutely. But, they, they just need support, but they're, they're out there. Like, they're out there. They keep them battling, and it's just unbelievable seeing them. So, they're – they're going to figure it out. Their, their management is just too good. They Agreed. are. They're too good. They're going to figure, figure it out. Coaching, they're going to figure it out. They know they're going to handle it. So they just, they just need to just hang in there and it'll come. Exactly. And I think Washington is going to be really content. It's is a really they're they're a cup contender in my opinion this year. Um, they got they're performing really well, and I think 
they're they're trying to win Ovechkin another cup this year. So, but yeah, yeah I want to. Yeah, I think so too, and I think the and this is going to help us transition into the central. And I think the only team that's really going to have a chance in stopping them is Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tampa Bay's not only proven that last year wasn't a fluke for them, but and though they lost some important pieces to their team and important players, uh, they they showed hey we're we're really good still, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and. I had Tampa Bay second, but yeah, like I think the core is still there, um, especially on the on the defense. Like, it's just you. It's just to score on them, you have to like, like you you gotta have some skill because I just love how they play their defense, their offense. Their I always love the creativeness hmm. in Tampa Bay. So yeah, they they proved me like, oh wait a minute, like yeah. What we did is no fluke, and we're going. We want to repeat. And all right, like Tampa Bay is is out there to prove people in, and they're out there good, out there going along with Carolina. I'm like, what? Like I'm looking at. I I'm told like, you. What did Carolina do? I'm like, I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know the whole situation, but I told you, Alan, at the beginning of the NHL season, I said, "Well, look out for Cal Carolina. They're." They're going to be up there. Um, and, yeah, they really have. Uh, honestly, they're even doing better than I've expected. Um, I, I had them third in the division. Uh, but, mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're doing much better than I expected. And I think what that just shows, Carolina's a really good team. They're, they're better than I, a lot of people thought they were. And I don't think necessarily they're cup contender, but they're definitely playoff contender. And – that's no joke. So um, the team that really surprised me, Alan, and I know it's mostly just due to COVID for him, but honestly, I think last year for Dallas was a fluke. The more we look at it and the more they play this year. Yeah. Like COVID problem yeah. aside, they're just not playing really good this year. Yeah. I don't think Dallas will keep up. And I live an hour from Dallas. And it's just the excitement there. Like, it's just like, yeah, we were there in the Stanley Cup, but this year it's like, it was just one of those where their magic is gone, in my opinion. They're, it's gone. And they'll probably win some games, but as far as making the playoffs, uh, that's not going to happen. No playoffs for the Stars. No, they're, they're sitting at 11 11 right now, and they, uh, They've been dealing with a lot of COVID issues. Mm -hmm. So it, they've been struggling ever since. And Dallas fans, like, you can write it off as uh, COVID for sure. You know, no one's going to fault you for that. Um, I just think you guys didn't bring in enough youth to your team to really go far. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Florida is surprising everybody. Um, yes. yes. Florida's been yes, really good this year. And honestly, I I don't see him going all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs, but like, or not the playoffs, the the Cup finals. But they, I definitely think they're going to be nasty in the playoffs. So, yeah, pretty much. I think Tampa Bay is. I think they're the team that's going to run away with the division, in my opinion. They already have. So yeah, 
pretty much because what else at this can point it's their division to lose yeah what else can they do not much really so and speaking of teams that can't do much else to lose the division let's let's go into the western division let's kind of wrap this hockey re- recap up alan uh standings right now as of friday what is today march 26 mm-hmm. uh 2021 tied for first place is vegas and colorado uh below them is minnesota who alan was high on um and for good reason they've been doing really well i think they're playing above what they can be and they yeah. are but they're playing extremely well um, I think those that series against Colorado recently showed that they're they're not quite up elite level yet, but they are a good team. Um, St. Yeah, Louis cool. is not doing good this year. Um, they've had a lot of injury problems, and yeah, it absolutely. I was it shows that. that losing Petrangelo has really hurt the uh, the St. Uh, Louis Blues. Yeah, I don't know. I, they could probably sneak in. We'll see, but. Well, as of right now, they're in the playoffs, but... Oh, they're right now? Okay. They just got to keep playing well. I know losing the, one of the top players uh, hurt. Um, it, isn't he out for the season, though? I think so. But I think the Blues' biggest problem has been their goaltending. They haven't had really good goaltending all season. Well, well did you mentioned the trade deadline. It's a month away. Go find a goalie. Like I think this is where... They're going to have to – they need to find themselves a heck of a goalie if they want to compete because, like, like hopefully, like, we don't want to see the – like, since they've won their Stanley Cup, like, I don't know how they – their performance has kind of been questioned at times. So, I think this is their – if they want to solve their goalkeeping issue, uh, go find yourself a goalkeeper, really. Agreed. Go find yourself a goalkeeper, and and I'll say this. And, Braden, we, you better make sure this happens. If the Blues do win the Stanley Cup, which that's not going to happen. No way. We got to play Gloria. All right, Alan, I'll do that. <laughs> but other than that, all right, just go find yourself a goalkeeper. And that's it. They, they have a month to do it. They're probably in the same boat as Edmonton, but only – but Edmonton has different priorities as far as needing help for Connor McDavid. St. Louis, they just need a goalkeeper. And they need to stop getting injured so much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, get healthy. Yeah. Um, honestly, that playoff spot is there to lose. Arizona can still make it in if they start playing a bit better. Um, yeah. But Arizona. the way things are, they're not going to make the playoffs. And honestly, that's probably for the best. <laughs> uh, below Arizona is the Kings who have actually been doing surprisingly well um, I think that just shows how the little competition this is for a lot of the teams out west um, mm-hmm. but yeah let's let's talk about Vegas and Colorado uh, Alan you're you're pretty high on Vegas um, obviously yes, you know absolutely. how I sit in this in this particular conversation so this will be good yes. debate did you happen to watch that game last night did I? I I got to watch um, the second period, and and I actually had to turn it off because I'm like, uh, Vegas, uh, do, do I know you? 
<laughs> like, do I know you? Like, what is this? You're playing like games like this. I would say when you're playing against a team that's not just going to be like in the same part as you as far as winning the division, they're also the same part as winning the Stanley Cup. You got to like, they're hey, still favorites. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, you know, and playing like that, like getting blown out like that, that's just unacceptable. Like, if that, and like, if I know, hey, and this happens, it happens in every sport that I'm playing against a team that I know we're going to see them not just in the division, but we might even see them in the, in the semifinals. Like, okay, let's go. But that's just unacceptable. Like, you're better than that, Vegas. You are. So that was just my thought, and I'm still high on Vegas. I still am, um, and I just think that they just need to get their act together. And when they face Colorado this time, and not just I'm not talking regular season, but come playoff time, you better like bring your game. Like you can, you cannot lose that way. You cannot. It's one thing if you lose at the buzzer or in shootouts. That's one thing, because you you brought it, you kicked butt, you did everything. But when you lose like that, getting smacked upside down, then it's like you gotta make changes, like not changes, but you gotta like change the mindset, like unacceptable. Via the NHL on NBC Sports Twitter. Um... What you can't really – oh, there you go. So what's going on in this clip is McKinnon just scores a goal, and you hear the best part about it is perhaps that he uh, says, oh, boy, as McKinnon just comes down ice to score that goal. <laughs> it's it's given uh, Avalanche fans a lot of fun and laughter at Vegas Golden Knights. So <laughs> I had to share that for you I guys. I know it has. I know it has. Now, yeah, so, I don't ahead. disagree, Alan. Vegas is a good team. Um, and they, they're they definitely cup contenders. They should be. They're, they're very good. Uh, but after last night, now the series, before I get – to fanboy and just go blah, blah, blah. Um, the series between the Avalanche and Vegas Golden Knights has been fairly even all season. Um, so a playoff series between the two is going to go seven games. And it's going to be that game seven. And history will show that Vegas would win that game seven. I don't think it would be this year. I think that's the case. This is the year that curse breaks. But, like, this, is going, this has been an important series for both teams all year because it's – basically the only competition they're going to face and uh taro if you're listening don't listen to this part your team just got thrashed and dismantled and torn apart last night uh which was march 25th by the colorado avalanche uh mark andre fleury is an excellent goaltender but he's starting to decline um he is a Bezna trophy candidate Allen, that's basically the trophy given to the best goaltender in, yeah, in all I've of hockey. Of but you got to remember, so it's Philip Grubauer, okay? NHL fans, look at Philip Grubauer and watch an Avalanche game with when he's not in it, and you'll realize 
part of the reason the ads have been doing really good is because of Philip Grubauer. You know, he's got essentially the goalie equivalent of an ERA of like one goal against him at a time. It's like 1.45 goals against him or something like that. It's basically the way I look at it. It's like the goaltender version of ERA for baseball. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we have arguably the best, if not the second best player in all of hockey in Nathan McKinnon. Uh, we have, you know, rookie of the year winner, Calder Trophy winner, and uh, arguably best defenseman in all of hockey in Kale McCarr. Okay. All of our lines are firing at all cylinders right now. And honestly, like it showed last night, you know, McKinnon didn't have a point in that game, guys. And he's arguably the best player in the league. That should scare teams. Okay. If the best, if Connor McDavid doesn't score, but the team dominates and wins, that scares Edmonton's next opponent. The same should be said of Nathan McKinnon. Okay. That top line is arguably the best top line in the league, and not many can compete with that. Avalanche, or not Avalanche, Vegas's best players, Mark Stone and Chandrillo. Obviously, they weren't in, well, they might have played, but in last night's game, I'd have to look. But if they had, did, it didn't show. They were ghosts. They weren't on the ice, you know? So, like, I don't know. This is a fun series to watch and important games and fun games to watch. But in all honestly, with the Avalanche playing like they played last night, I don't think Vegas can compete. And yes, that's a bit of a fanboy bias in me for that take. But honestly, I'm hearing analysts all over the hockey league say the same thing. So like, you know, it's it's warranted in my opinion. I would wait in my opinion. Okay. And that's fair. I would wait. It's the regular season. Come playoff time, then, okay, we might have a different argument. But regular season, I would be like, okay, slow your horses. This is just one game. Yes, it's disappointing, dis- disappointing but you cannot count out that Vegas, and the- they've been in this situation before. They're going to make adjustments, like what, what they need to do. And – and well, if they meet up in the playoffs, I hopefully, hopefully, is there a possibility that these two can meet up in the Stanley Cup final or not? No, they're both Western Conference, so it'd be oh. Western Conference playoffs. Oh, thank you. Okay, I just want to make sure because with the whole playoff situation still confusing. But anyway, um, I hope these two teams meet up in the conference fi- conference finals. Mm-hmm. I hope because this is where. I'm going to get my popcorn ready. Oh, yeah. My wife and I are going to – and I and I love her. She knows we're going to watch that game. And she loves to watch great hockey games. We're going to watch hot, hot hockey games when it's the Western Conference Finals, particularly if Vegas and Colorado are there. We're watching. I hope you're watching, Brayden, because I'll tell you, this will go to seven. You mentioned it. It will go to seven, and it it's going to be a grinder. But And I had to break it to you, Braden. Vegas, I'm still picking Vegas. That's fine. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say, you know, shots on goal is a disputed stat. 
there's a bit of controversy right now in the hockey league. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. But like the ads right now are dominating shots on goal, which means they're controlling the puck. And if you're controlling the puck, you're winning the hockey game. Last night, 32 shots on goal to Vegas is 19. Avalanche five goals versus Vegas is one. Like if the Avalanche are playing like they're, they're playing. And my, there's a bit of a problem with refing in the playoffs. I can get into that here once after this wraps up with the West, uh-huh. but like, and that hurts the Avalanche a little bit, but like if they're playing like they're playing, no one is on par with the Avalanche. We saw it with how they dominated Minnesota. We saw it last night. And I'm, I'm, I'll admit, I might be going too much in fanboy mode right now. But, mm-hmm. like, when th- this team is showing why they were the Stanley Cup favorites at the beginning of the season. And, honestly, they, in my mind, they still are. The only team I can really see giving them trouble is not only Vegas, but out of the Eastern Conference, maybe Tampa Bay. I wouldn't say maybe. I would say that. I would no, I'm to... saying maybe because I just don't know what that would look like. I have we haven't seen these two teams play yeah. this year, so that's true. Yeah. Maybe Tampa Bay or the Islanders, but at, other than that, I don't really see much competition for them in the in, in the NHL right now, other than those four teams. And out of the North Division, maybe Toronto, but like I just don't know, and none, neither does anyone in the hockey league or in the NHL, and it's because. They've been playing by division. So, like, and yeah. Vegas right now is our only major competition, and they just completely thrashed them in the game last night. So, yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, we can't argue, debate about it because, yeah, they're all playing their same division. You're right about that. And um, it's all about, okay, when, when you meet them in the playoffs, and that's where we're going to truly see if, if, Colorado or Vegas are for real, or Tampa are for real, but to me, I think they are for real, Tampa. But Vegas and Colorado, we're going to see. Yeah. So, I think that we're wrapping up here, Alan. I don't think there's anything much else we can really say. Um, if there's major moves at the trade deadline in a couple of weeks, we'll go ahead and uh, uh, talk about it in a later episode. Um, but as of right now, there hasn't been major stuff to talk about. So, but yeah, um, the refing situation in the playoffs is essentially the playoffs, the refs kind of swell the wrist a little bit and don't call as many penalties. And when you have the ads who are more speed based and not very physical, it can hurt that style of play a bit. And I think this is the year the Avalanche kind of figure that out and figure out how to get past it. So, but we'll have to wait and see, obviously. Yeah. But, it happens in every sport. Playoff no, or- and I, I think that's the best way to do it is just let the game play out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. But you still, if penalties are happening and they're major, you've got to call them. And that's just that. So we'll wrap it up here. Uh, to those listening, thanks so much. You guys have been really blowing us up in this month of March and we couldn't be more than thankful. Um, we got a lot in store for you guys. We're so keep sharing us with your family and friends and yeah, we're just got, getting we're just warming up. Oh yeah. You we're know, just warming been, up. Right now it's spring. We're we're just warming up. Blazing. Remember mm-hmm. that. We're warming up guys. 
and uh yeah it's been great so uh we'll we'll sign off for now uh but yeah if you guys haven't been watching hockey go do it yeah do it all right everybody stay safe and let's soar out of here absolutely